Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. You see me sucking my teeth. It's because I just finished three quarters of a pound of bison right before the show. Uh, we have a great show planned today, and we're going to be teaching people something most people don't know about. I'm sure there's going to be some people go, oh, yeah, I heard about this before. But by and large, the majority of you are not going to uh, be familiar with this science, but I'm telling you to pay attention to it because this science that we're going to talk about today may hold uh, in its hands uh, the realities of reversing diseases without toxic, poisonous chemicals uh, as pharmaceuticals. And that's why this is so fascinating today. Uh, I'm going to be joined in a moment by uh, Mike Sheik, and he is really an expert, maybe one of many, maybe one of a couple in the country, uh, to discuss galactins, galactins. You gotta, and if you don't say it right, you screw up. Here's the thing. Um, the banner, the image has some misinformation on it, but the title has the correct information on it. Galectins are exactly what they sound like. They are human lectins. We've been told by all these uh, doctors telling us don't eat plants because they contain lectins. Well, humans contain lectins. What? How could that be? You know, Dr. Uh, Grundy is telling us all to back away from plants because of plant lectins. Well, he may be right about plants, but nonetheless, plants are not the only thing uh, that have lectins. We have them. Nematodes have them. Lots of simple uh, uh, creatures have them. And we're going to be talking about them because they actually may hold the secret to new therapeutic approaches to diseases. And I don't mean just one disease, multiple diseases. And in one of the discussions we're going to have with Mike, one of these lectins, if it's very high, it's a predictor of death, mortality, not arthritis, not shingles, death. And you want to know about these lectins because you can watch them and monitor them. And we're going to show you today, Mike is going to tell you about ways to actually target them. Before we start that, we have to thank our title sponsor, and that's Legendary Foods, makers of the Sweet Roll. If you've ever walked through the airport and thought to yourself, I wish... I didn't care about my health enough to go and have a Cinnabon, uh, then you know what you're missing. Legendary has made a cinnamon-flavored sweet roll, chocolate, and wild berry. They taste better than the Cinnabon, but get this, one gram of sugar, five grams of net carbs, and 20 grams of high-quality dairy protein. Nothing like it on earth, I promise you. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary. And use the code SHR10 to save 10% off. And while you're there, look at their tasty pastry, which was the Pop-Tart reinvented. Once again, 20 grams of high-quality protein, 5 net carbs, less than 1 gram of sugar. You'll think you're cheating, but you're not. Eat without guilt. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary. Use the code SHR10. Stock up. Your kids will beat you to it. They'll eat them all. I promise you. Okay, without further delay. My mouth is watering, even though I just say, Michael Sheik, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. And now I'm hungry. 
Yeah, right. I know, right? I got to lower this audio just a little bit. We were getting audio balanced before the show. Okay. Where do we start? Now, you've told me there's literally thousands of studies on galactins. How are they being ignored if there's thousands of them? Well, when you have 4,000 journal articles out there, and, and if you want, you could do the galactin challenge. So if you're, at, if you're at home in front of a screen, um, here's my galactin challenge. The challenge is type in galactin 3, so galactin, G-A-L-E-C-T-I-N, hyphen three, and then type any chronic disease your mind can conjure. Just do that into Google right now. And if you do that, what you're going to come up with are all these journal articles. And then what these journal articles are going to conclude is they're going to conclude, hey, we believe that um, blocking the galactin three is the ideal therapeutic way to treat this disease indication that you just looked up. That's the brutal reality. So how many times, 4,000 times, do you need to hear something before you actually listen to it? But you're asking why don't we have anything? Well, because it all boils down to how many people are capable of producing these type of um, drugs that basically come from nature. There are carbohydrate drugs. They come from nature. How many people can do it? You really need uh, the, the right carbohydrate chemist to do that. And we actually have the right carbohydrate chemist that can do that. And this is maybe a little known fact, but the word galactin, do you know where that came from? You, you tell me. You sounds like, it sounds like a biblical word for like Galilee or something like that <laughs> to me. I don't know. It, it, it actually came um, from our CEO, David Platt. I would call him the actual grandfather of the galactin science. He's, I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. not a grandfather yet, but, <laughs> but um, anyhow, he, he, in 1993, the first journal article came out, and he just kind of came, he came up with it. Uh, he came up with that name, and it just stuck 4,000 journal articles later. So... Um, he's probably one of the most, uh, I don't know, how do I say this? Uh, well-versed? Yeah, he's, he's probably the most well-versed person coming up with the name in, in the science of galactin. But I really, when it comes to his capability, he's, what makes him so um, amazing to, to deal with is everything re- res- resorts to theory with him. And he's got a little bit of philosophy background in him. He's kind of fun to, to, to talk to. Um, but what it all boils down to is theory. He's, he's of the idea that if the theory doesn't work, why should you be pursuing it? Right. So if he can't figure out something theoretically, why is he going to go down that road? And what you'll see is all his great achievements were done through theory. Um, looking at the science, looking at how things uh, would bind and interact, um, it was all done theoretically. And that's why his results that he gets um, in in terms of uh, creating these drugs were so absolutely amazing. So So, it's actually a lectin, which is a a protein. What's the GA part of it? Galectin. It sounds like two abridged words. Do you know? It is the lectin is is 
uh, is best basically preferential or only looks at and recognizes galactomannins. Ah, so like glucomannin. Yeah, like they're fibers. So, yeah, so a specific carbohydrate is what this lectin, lectin um, uh, recognizes. So it doesn't it doesn't recognize other proteins right it only recognizes these so it's funny and because because we have we have we live in a space today where carbohydrates is a bad word you know yeah, it, because of type 2 yeah. diabetes and now you're using it as a drug you're saying these are these are carbohydrate based drugs not you know chemical based or, or mold based explain how that comes about to, to realize that there are carbohydrates that can cure there's carbohydrate-based drugs that what they do is they block the interaction with these galactins. Mm-hmm. You see, the galactins, going back to my galactin challenge in the beginning, galactins are the ones that are responsible for all these chronic diseases. So what you want to do is you want to basically silence them. You want to, you want to, you want to reduce their impact. So what you need is a galactin antagonist. The carbohydrate is is the galactin antagonist. So it's it's kind of like a suicide, and it's a, it, it 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 kills itself along with the galactin. It attaches to it. It neutralizes it, or does it, it do basically, something? Basically, yeah, it neutralizes it. It has these um these uh, carbohydrates, this big lanky um uh, molecule that folds on itself, does all sorts of things, but also has these little side chains. And those side chains are responsible for um, attaching to, it's called the CRD. CRD stands for Carbohydrate Recognition Domain. And you know what it looks like? Pac-Man. It looks like <laughs> a god darn Pac-Man. Right. You know, so wow. it's like it's like one of these little Pac-Man things. And then what happens is the carbohydrate, the, the side chain goes in there, and there's the, there's the interaction. Right. Interesting. Now, are we sure that the relationship between disease and galactins isn't corollary? Like, uh, is there research that shows, okay, we see galactins and we see this outcome. When we, when we remove or neutralize the galactins, the outcome goes away? We've actually seen that. Let me, let's use the most extreme um, thing that I've ever seen. And that is, we got to go to SARS-CoV, uh, okay. you know, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. Right. So we come along, I think it was in March, with the theory, with the theory that, wow, we need to, uh, we need to develop a galactin antagonist for SARS-CoV-2 because, man, it, this could neutralize the, um, the virus. And then later on, we got some research out there. And what it did was it checked serum levels. It checked serum levels of galactin-3 and galactin-9. There's a paper on this. And you can type in galactin-3, galactin-9 into Google, and I could find you the paper. But what happened, or honestly, we have all this stuff on our website. Um, you can go to Bioxytran, Inc. and go to the scientific presentation. It's all there. And we can, you guys can see, you can see along with what I am talking about. But galactin-9 was actually a predictor of death in SARS-CoV-2. So if you got to this galactin-9 serum level, 
you the prognosis for you was not good. And if you got to a certain level of galactin three in your bloodstream, the prognosis for you was not that good. And now you're you're wondering why is that? I I kind of knew that years ago, but um, that's related to um, there's there's this correlation. Um, let, let's stick to the correlation before I go off on a tangent. So to answer your question, it was 98% area under the curve for galactin 9 in predicting mortality in SARS-CoV-2. So you're, you're sitting there going, okay, this stuff kills people. I wonder if we block it. Well, I'll tell you what the answer to that was. The answer to that was um, uh, just look at our molecule. Look at our molecule, prolectin M, and look at the clinical trial results. Um, and it's for galactin three, but galactin three and galactin nine are correlated. You see, so when you when you look at these area on the curves, I think the correlation to death for galactin three, the high serum levels, was it was it was around eighty to eighty five to ninety percent somewhere in that range. I don't want to be quoted, but it was very high. So when you look at those correlations, wow. But it doesn't stop there. Do you, did you know that there is currently a test right now that you could take for high galactin-3 serum and it predicts heart failure? It's FDA approved for heart failure. Um, but the issue on that test is perhaps the sensitivity of the test. Um, you, there's no one that really knows how knows how to read it, so it predicts failure. But what does it do? I mean, what what good does that do me right now? You see, you need you need more data. In other words, am I at risk of heart failure? You don't want to know if you're an imminent heart failure. It's already happening. Yeah, too right? late. Yeah. So so what good is that? It's the same way with uh, galactin nine. Oh, I have high galactin nines. Well, the reason you have high galactin nines is because the disease. Um, of SARS-CoV-2 has taken you over the edge. That's why. Hold on one second. You hear that noise? Maybe you don't. Hold on. I know. I would easily say that I am the hugest proponent you will ever meet to doing anything that will improve the quality of my sleep. And that's because sleep is linked to just about every metabolic disorder we see in our population today. One of the easiest things you can do to improve the quality of your sleep is to get a pillow that can be shaped into the exact form factor that allows you to get your best night's sleep. And that is my pillow. I've been sleeping with my pillow for a few years now, and I can tell you that when I have to travel and stay in hotels, I don't get a good night's sleep because I don't have my pillow with me. Right now, you can save up to 60% off of everything offered to improve the quality of your sleep all right we're coming right back hold on a second i don't know what happened i don't know what happened but i'll tell you the god's honest truth i'm actually stopping doing this show at the end of this year and it's not soon enough i've been doing this for 17 years i'm tired of the 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 ghosts that come out in the middle see i'm probably the only person that does a live show everybody else tapes it and it's heavily edited and all the screw ups are taken out. But I like live, I like, I've, I've always been a fan of right. live radio when I was a kid. So anyway, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. Can you, the, let's go back to the, uh, the galactin correlation versus, uh, role in, in causes of diseases, please. Oh, well, I was, now we got an echo, right? No, okay, no, no, no. I don't all know. All right. So what I, what I was basically alluding to is, Let's start with SARS-CoV-2. 
So we have a correlation there with, with death and high galactins are, are definitely not a good thing when it comes to SARS-CoV-2. The answer is, what do you do about it? Um, then there's then there's heart failure. I was pointing to an FDA-approved test right. for heart failure. But there's some shortcomings with it that I was trying to point out. Is it, yeah, it tells you you're going to have heart failure. That's definitely not a good thing. You need to need to pay attention to that and, you know, seek medical treatment and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, we need, we need to, we need to, what that, what does it also tell us is it tell us that, geez, when these things are become symptomatic, we really need to take care of it. Now there's one, there's another one that I had read literature on. It's galactin three serum levels in your spine when you have this disabilitating disease called ALS. Wow. I I saw that and I'm going like, that could be, that could be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be huge. Um, The thing is though, we need, we need a galactin antagonist. We need to develop a galactin antagonist um, to uh, test some of these theories that we have. I mean, the literature is all there. Um, we didn't we didn't do the galactin challenge, but you could you could take this galactin challenge. You can go start talking about diabetes, um, and then my favorite is cancer. You want to you want to talk about cancer? Sure, it's a it's and, number one killer. And we we can, we can talk about galactins too. But instead of galactin serum, we're gonna we're gonna change the narrative. We're gonna talk about galactin staining. All right, of your tumors of your tumor type. So. Back in 2000, no, 19, yeah, no, 2000, I think it was 2019. Yes. No, it wasn't. No, 2019. Yeah, 2019. So what happened in, I think it was April, there was a, a journal article that came out and it did a retroactive study of people that took Keytruda in non-small cell lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And what happened is mind-boggling when it comes to correlations. Okay, so we're going to talk about this correlation, this correlative effect. But when people had high galactin expression, and these are people that got approved to take Keytruda, so they did the PDL1 test or PD1 test. And they did everything they were supposed to do. Then they took this drug. And what they did was a retroactive study to see, okay, well, what happened if we if we separated people out by the staining, galactin staining of their tumor types? And we did high, medium, and low galactin staining. When when we looked at the results, the retroactive study, if you had high galactin expression. There was a 100% chance that Keytruda was not going to work. Really? 100% chance. So you're looking at these drug companies and you're saying, okay, this this is an interesting journal article. I wonder when they're going to do more research. Guess what? There is no more research on that one. So so theoretically, if in fact they took a drug that blocked this galactin, along with Keytruda, they would have had a much better outcome than just Keytruda alone, right? Yeah, and, and guess and, what? And, but, but, but like, so in other words, they don't care if the, the patient dies. 
All they care is efficacy of their particular product and the fallout from yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, I was, uh, I was a big advocate of uh, Galactin Therapeutics. That's, uh, that they're a competitor of, of ours. Um, but they actually, they actually came up with the answer. You know what the answer was? Just do the Galactin. They gave, they gave people, they gave people that were, um, exp- you know, highly, highly experienced, which means, um, they failed like six, six therapies. Okay. So these people, and I hopefully everyone realizes. So let's say you failed Kichuta six times. Okay, let's give it to you a seventh time and see what happens. But this seventh time we're going to give it to you, we're going to mix it in with um, uh, uh, belipectin. Um, And belipectin is is the name of their their drug. And let's just see what happens. Okay, so let let me tell you what happened. In a cohort of three, there was a 100% objective response. Now, what does objective response for the people in the audience? It means you got a uh, you got 30% uh, tumor shrinkage. But what was the time frame? It was only 90 days. But guess what? Out of the three people in that cohort, one person got a complete response. It means the 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 disease was completely gone. He had. He had um, melanoma and metastatic melanoma. It looked if you if you looked at the PET scan, it looked like he had chicken pox all over his body. Mm-hmm. That was the before and the after, completely clear. And he took it for he took it for ninety days and had that result. Well, cancer does cancer go away in ninety days? No, you got to keep at it. Your immune system has to continue at it. So yes, it had a good effect. But the problem is they didn't keep it on it long enough. So, um, you know, there's there's just one example in cancer. Amazing results. What happens? And what it did is it took the study and it validated. So, do you are you get are you grasping the magnitude of yeah. what I'm telling you here? Because yeah. the, these people were, with? as you said, you, your term you used, they weren't naive to the to these types of treatments. All the other treatments failed. So their lost cause well, is coming into treatments with the same drug failed until they added this one. Uh, okay. Okay. You see? Yeah. So that's, it's a little bit. So do you need, do you even bar. need, do you even need that drug? If you focus on the galactin? I, the answer is yes. I believe that you do. I don't think, um, these galactin antagonists are going to work by themselves. They're really good with combination therapy. Now, the amazing thing is, is given, given the, the, these anecdotal, or not, these aren't anecdotal results. These are, given these clinical trial results, I can't even say they're anecdotal. Um, given these results, why hasn't anyone done anything with it? Okay. No money so in it? That's why I'm here. Is there, is I'm, there, is I'm there no money in it? Is there no- I'm a galactin evangelist. Right. I'm preaching about galactins and how important they are. And and here I am talking talking about a competitor of mine. And why am I not concerned about the competitor of mine? Well, I think you can read between the lines. Mm-hmm. So uh, is there something that predicts higher levels of galactins in people who have certain lifestyles or lower levels of galactins? Yeah, yes, what you can do is you can and and this isn't this isn't FDA approved by any measure. So let me let me get this out there. 
Um, but high galactin serum levels are not something that you would want to see. And, and that is, you know, we, we believe, and, and so we, we haven't done any studies on this, all right? But we believe that we, if we start doing studies and we start doing these retroactive studies, we're going to see high galactin serum levels in people with cancer, in people with diabetes, in people with heart disease. Well, we already know that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do, do you see what I'm saying? But we need a better way to figure out if it's just noise or do you, do you use it in conjunction with something else? You see? Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it good as a standalone biomarker? The truth is, in COVID, it kind of is. Right. In cancer, it probably is. Um but well, 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 well we also with, with heart disease, right? When you see the lowering of the target galactin, do you see recovery from heart failure or are they always broken, just never die? You know, that's the thing is we don't know yet yeah. because we haven't tried that. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this science so exciting. You're hitting the nail right on the head. There's so much that we don't know. And after 4,000 journal articles, you got to sit there and you got to say, so when are we going to start looking at, at this stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what company wants to do that? I don't know if you're reading, but we're raising our hand. We want to do that. Right. I'm going to well, put, I'm going to put your that? website up. I'm going to put your website up while we're talking. Yeah. But yeah. what's the challenge? It's money. You know, we need, we need people who want to see a sea change in the way that uh, we're treating uh, diseases out there. Um, we believe we can make a huge impact on me- meaning we meaning galactin antagonists collectively as a group. We believe um, there's no one in this business that doesn't believe that blocking galactins, at least galactin three, for example, isn't a good thing. But now what we've seen is we're seeing that multiple galactins are indicated in different diseases, and we saw that in viruses as well. Viruses, galactins, certain galactins, there's number one, there's 15 galactins um, out there. And these galactins, um, we never really talked about what they were. So maybe we should just give a little bit of yeah. overview. Yeah. You know, we said, hey, they're, glo- they're, they're proteins that recognize carbohydrates. I mean, we're just kind of dumbing it down. Um, but really what they are is they're, they're, galactins are made inside the cell, they're intracellular, but then they're also extracellular. Now, intracellular, that universe, I'm not going to open up Pandora's box. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but there's, there's interactions where you could, um, where you could see they're, they're very important. Um, and, but then there's extracellular. That's where we work. Our molecules work in the extracellular domain. And do extracellular have, do, do inter, intracellulars uh, come from extracellular? Do they migrate across the membrane? The extracell- yes, it's that's exactly right. So, it's so theoretically, if you alter the extracellular, then you're going to eventually alter the intracellular as well. Um, not not our drugs. There are some drugs out there that could do that. We have another competitor out there. They're called Galecto. They're a small molecule. Um, they their molecules could. I don't know if they do, or I don't. I don't know too much about their technology. 
but I don't know. I know it's a small molecule. It could make its way inside of uh, the cell. Is it possible when it's in the cell, it's not as harmful when it's outside the cell? What? There's, can you hear me? Oh, great. Now what? Oh, you froze up on me. Well, yeah, this is this is the nature of the beast. And I have I have fiber optic, believe it or not. Um, um, can you repeat that? You, you froze said, up on said, me for a second. I said, is it is it possible that the intracellular... No, I, is, I lost your I lost I lost your um, microphone. Is the intracellular maybe not as vital as the extracellular when we're talking about? Because if you're me- if you're measuring it in serum, that's extracellular, and if, yes. and, and if atta- yeah. attaching that has a, an end result, maybe the intracellular really isn't as harmful as the extracellular. Uh, I, I think the, the extracellular functions of galactin, I think, are at a much higher level of importance um, to diseases than the intracellular. So, yes, we want it. We, we, in other words, we, meaning my company, is focused on the extracellular domain. So extracellular, the serum levels, not the intracellular. Is anyone treating, so, is anyone treating for instance, cancer with, with galactin antagonists? Or is it agonists? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I think um, our competitor, uh, Galactin Therapeutics, might be doing that. I, I think that they are on the road uh, to doing that. Are they are they considered alternative or standard of care? If they, 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 usually standard of care is set the body on fire with chemotherapy and zap it with radiation and hope for the best. And if you don't that do that, is not, you, yeah. that is not a good strategy. Oh no, that is no. not a good strategy at all. No, and I, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. And and but, but remember, I'm not a doctor. Okay, so well, let me put out that caveat. Right, you know, so right. I, in other words, I wouldn't recommend that to any of my family. That, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say it that way. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to cancer and chemo, what happens is we have these great immunotherapy products out there. And then what did I just tell you back in, like I said, in in uh, 2019? When they came out with that journal article that showed the correlation, let me let me tell you the other side of the correlation. So it was one hundred percent predictive that it won't work. It was ninety percent predictive that it would. Interesting. Or you know what? Maybe I had that the opposite way. But so look, really, at the, the end of the day, it was one percent that it wouldn't work. In other words, right? Theoretically. In, in other words, if you took if you if you had Keytruda. And you had low or moderate galactin three. Your Keytruda treatment was going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why didn't it work on all those other hundred percent of the, that patient cohort? Well, let me tell you why. It's because they had high galactin. They had high galactin um, serum levels or high galactin staining levels um, on their on their uh, tumor. So what happened if you would block it? What happened? Well, that's why I was giving you the results in that cohort of three that was done in phase one. We already know the answer to that. Amazing, amazing data. And, you know, I, I forget what the name of the new drug is uh, that they did for rectal cancer, where they talked about, you know, how, how great it was. Looking at this going like, why, why is no one talking about this retroactive study? Why is no one talking about these galactin antagonists and what they're doing. Right. Why is no one talking about what we've done in um, uh, uh, in COVID? Maybe we should talk about that now. 
<laughs> uh, so what causes the differentiation between Galactin 1 and Galactin 15? Why aren't they all just the same? Are they, are they, are they uh, like, uh, uh, what do they call that, stereo isomers of each other? Or, you know, what's the difference between all the different Galactins? I'm, I'm not familiar with that term, but it all boils down to what does their structure look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to use my hands here to, to try to illustrate this. So this is, uh, this, this is a carbohydrate recognition domain. It's a Pac-Man. My hand is a Pac-Man. My other hand is a Pac-Man. And Galactin 1... Boom. Two Pac-Man with their backs to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a Galactin 3 is, let, let's, make, let's make a snowflake, like a, a star with all these right. things. And then, then we put, we yeah, put, we surround around it. Yeah. Galactins around it. So it looks, it looks like a snowflake shape. Um, and then you might have a Galactin 9, which has, which has like a bar between it. And the, let me let me see a bar between it and then two galactins. So instead of being back, there's there's a space between it. Right. So what what all these things do? What do galactins do? They're adhesion molecules, and what they're really good at doing is stitching cells together, helping stitch cells together. When does that come into play? Um, fibrosis, mm-hmm. and fibrosis is the scarring of tissue in in the hopes of mending it. Right. Right. So you have you have cells that undergo apoptosis, which means they basically die and they blow up. And then you've got to, you've got to stitch that field. So what happens is these, these um, um, fibrosis is created. There's a, there's a pathway that creates um, the fibrosis and all these galactins come in um, to, to basically generate these fibrosis bands and, and rebuild the network. So they're adhesion molecules that help keep things together. And that's that's probably why you want to eliminate them so they can't build that fibrosis. Mm-hmm. Did you now? Did you know there's 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 animal models out there right now, and what they do is they knock out the gene that produces galactin three. They're called galactin three knockout mice. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens if you want to insult them with insult their liver, for example? You can you can bombard them with toxins. It goes straight to the liver, right? You're going to create some, some fibrosis. Guess what? No, Nothing. Nothing. You take away that galactin-3, you're taking away the building blocks for fibrosis. What? I'm sorry. I, didn't mean, I, I want to ask you a question before we go into this break. So what does diet – does type 2 diabetes – correlate with high galactin levels? And if so, what does diet have to do with modulating, moderating, or increasing galactin production? Okay. There is a correlation between galactin-3 serum and diabetes. Absolutely. Just type it in to Google right now, and you'll see the journal article. So for me to answer that question, I really got to go look at the journal article. I don't know... I don't know the answer for it, but what I do know is that they are, in fact, correlated. Mm -hmm. And I would like to look at um, diabetes a different way. And when you look at it this way, what is diabetes? It's really fibrosis of the pancreas. I want you to think about it that way. Is it really? Is it really? I mean, we could think of it that way, but but not all diabetes comes from a fibrotic uh, pancreas. Not all of it does. 
right? Well, no, not not type one, no. But um, I'm just I'm just trying to put I'm just trying to create a higher level understanding. So we know we know like like for instance we know that the the ketogenic diet the real ketogenic diet when you're eating a lot of fat moderate protein and virtually no carbohydrates has it can reverse metastatic cancer it can shrink tumors it can do a lot of magic things that we're talking about here now is it realistic for people to go on that level of of a ketogenic diet most people won't they can't um with that being said what happens when you eliminate carbohydrates from the diet now all of a sudden these things got nothing to hang on to Right? Is there a, no. a suppression of? No, those they're they're a function of. Uh, remember, they're excreted from cells. Okay. Okay. That's where they that's where they come from, and they fine tune your immune system. Mm-hmm. That's another function that they have. So one of the functions. So that's why I'm saying the lectins are so multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So here they are. They have the ability to, con- to to really control this fibrosis, but what else do they do? They modulate the immune system. All right, that's another function that they do. If you think about it, um, and I'll give you like one example: you have neutrophils in your lungs. So, how do they stay? How do they swim upstream? They need something. They need some sort of adhesion molecule. And um, there's there's a couple of journal articles that have showed that. Galactin one, for example, is is that adhesion molecule that these neutrophils use to kind of stay glue. You know, like pretend you're in a bat cave or something. You know, and 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 you're you're hanging up there, and then and then all of a sudden you get this cytokine that says, "Hey, come over." And then they release, and then they go and they flood. It, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I gave good imagery, but yeah. um, that's kind of what these adhesion molecules um, can help do. Do you see how that? is like modulating the immune system mm-hmm. you kind of see how it's tied in. That's that's, I'm just trying to give you one of the ways that it modulates. Yeah. I want to take a successful commercial break this time. Yes. And when we come back, I've got other questions. We're going to, I want to talk about the thymus gland because we can't talk about fibrosis without dis- discussing the, fi- uh, the thymus because the thymus has um, an entourage of peptides it makes that are, uh, actin sequestering and not only they can prevent the buildup of fibrotic tissue but they can actually reverse fibrotic tissue lots of good studies I've, I'm, I did a deep dive uh, about a month and a half ago on thymus and beta 4 specifically and I want to bring that into the to the discussion we're talking today with Michael Sheik the company he is with is Bioxytran Inc their website is B-I-O-X-Y-T-R-A-N-I-N-C dot com. You can learn more. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. Great. 
Great sleep upgrades you on virtually every level. Body fat, muscle mass, mood, brain function, and countless other ways. But taking melatonin alone isn't the answer. Thanks to a brand new sleep formula developed by my friends at Bioptimizers, you can experience the best night's sleep ever. Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious sleep drink that supports your natural melatonin production and relaxation without creating a dependency so you can have the best night's sleep on demand. It targets five different sleep pathways to give you the best sleep ever. Rejuvenated so that you can have the best day possible. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to sleepbreakthrough.com slash SHR and use the code SHR10 for 10% off. Plus, you can unlock special gifts with the value of at least $20. This is a limited time offer, so go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash SHR right now. Hey guys, it's time to change your f***ing underwear and it's time to change to sheath sheaths underwear's revolutionary designs allows your man parts to hang the way they would naturally hang if you were not wearing underwear and this improves the blood flow throughout the day to the twigs and berries if you've never experienced wearing a pair of sheath underwear boy is there an exciting experience waiting for you grab a pen and write this down go to shrnetwork.biz slash sheath that's s H-E-A-T-H. And use the code SUPERHUMAN to save 20% off your first pair. And get this, if you're not completely satisfied, send them back for a full refund. That's shrnetwork.biz slash sheath. Merrick Health is a premium telehealth platform that connects customers with partnered providers from the comfort of your home. Merrick provides concierge service with your very own patient care provider as your health advocate. You'll go over all your needs and goals from improving sexual function, hair loss prevention, increased muscle, fat loss, and overall improved performance. Prescribed treatment options can be ordered and shipped directly to you if you meet the requirements all from the comfort of your home go to shrnetwork.biz slash merrick health that's m-a-r-e-k-h-e-a-l-t-h and order your comprehensives and get 10 percent off with code shr don't forget to add the lab analysis to have results reviewed with potential over-the-counter supplements or treatment recommendations that's shrnetwork.biz slash merrick health and use code shr at checkout or order your own desired labs with code shr and get 10 percent off your first lab order hey this is carl lenore i am the inventor of Gunleash. Over half a million handguns are lost in the United States every year. If you carry a gun like I do, you are 300 times more likely to lose your gun. And 15% of those guns will end up in criminals' hands and used in the commission of a crime. Gunleash solves that problem. Gunleash is a patented, no-tracking proximity device the size of a postage stamp. It will alert you as soon as your gun is outside of your range, so you can never leave your gun behind. To learn more and to be notified when Gunleash is available at the end of January, go to Gunleash.com and get on our mailing list. Gunleash. Never lose your gun, never leave your gun. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back. We're talking with Michael Sheik, and we're talking about. Welcome back. We're talking with Michael Sheik, and we're talking about. Man, I'm having a tough day today. I really am. I'm. I'm so frustrated. You have no idea. I'm literally tired from the neck up today with everything else that I've been dealing with this morning. But I'm not crying about it. Um, we're talking about galactins, and perhaps the uh, path to better living by understanding them better. Um, 
So thymosin beta-4 is one of the hormones made in the thymus gland. The thymus gland, pretty much after around the age 40, starts to atrophy and shrink. It's a major contributor to our immune system. Um, and it, it it has profound effects on not only sequestering actin and keeping it from becoming fibrotic tissue, but literally reversing fibrotic tissue. Studies on rodents uh, and humans show that it can reverse fibrosis of the liver, reverse, um, it, 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 and as well as the lungs, the kidneys, you know, uh, muscle. Uh, as you said before, you know, fibrosis is a nasty thing. In fact, I think that fibrosis is a major part of what we consider the phenotypical aging. You know, you start moving slower, standing up hurts, everything stiffens. You get, you know, you just feel like you can't move like you used to. And fibrosis also hurts the myelin. Uh, my, uh, of the of the sheath of of the nerves as well, and the research on thymosin beta four specifically, that forty three amino acid domain, it, it has profound effects on reversing fibrosis. Do you think that there's a role or a correlation between what th- thymosin beta four does, or let's say thymus gland hormones in general do, and the galactins accumulation? Oh, Carl, remember my galactin challenge? What do, you, what do you think I did during the break? You looked at thymus and beta-4. No, I looked at thymus and galactin-3. That's It's called thymus, thymus and galactin-3? Yeah, that's all you had to do. You can go and you'll see the journal article. So I'll distill what I learned over the break. Okay. <laughs> your question. Um, so what they found out is, remember, there's this type of mouse it's a knockout galactin-3 mouse Mm -hmm. okay so let's just take away the galactin-3 gene what happens to the thymus it atrophies in mice does that explain it so what's the thymus designed to do right it's designed to regulate your immune response Mm -hmm. am i correct Mm -hmm. so what happens is is what you talked about is the atrophying of it as you get older so so, man, what, so you're, no. I got it. So what you're saying is that the high galactin-3 actually is con- contributing to the atrophy of, of the thymus. Is that what you're saying? Ah, interesting. Very interesting. See how it goes in that feedback loop? Yeah, very interesting. So, so now, now, now keep in mind, I just learned that over the break. So, But the thing is, if you were to wa- walk away from this show... I want you to realize how big this is. This is the therapeutic um, target of this century. Remember last century? Um, it was really all about infections. The, this antibiotic, that antibiotic, it all started with penicillin. Now, th- this, this, this century, I think it's about viruses whether it's HIV, whether it's Ebola, whether it's the Zika, whether it's the dengue virus, whether, you know, I don't care what virus it is. Viruses are a big thing. And up now, SARS-CoV-2, right? So we have an antagonist that can treat something, or we believe these type of antagonists can treat all sorts of viruses. That is how big this is. So... I don't think, see, what, what happened is there's research out there that tells us what galactins are, um, are elevated in certain 
different viral diseases. So once we, once we figure out and we can make that antagonist, and our company, by the way, has the technology, we believe, to, to customize um, carbohydrate antagonists for galactins and multiple, mind you. Um, and uh, uh, we're really excited about uh, being able to tackle I think we could tackle hundreds of viruses. So, so we have a question from a Facebook user whose security settings do not allow me to see their name, and maybe they'll post their name next. Mm -hmm. Uh, Galectins are implicated in Lyme disease too. Uh, Is that true? Borelli? There's a, a, I guess, a bacteria that's a a, a virus that's associated with with Lyme disease. Do you know if that is true? Um. Let me tell you, this is the Galactin challenge, right? I, I I almost guarantee you that it that it is, right? That but, that question um, comes from Brian Cumming, Cunningham, so he's a long time. Yeah, so there's uh, there's Doctor uh, Isaac uh, Elias. Um, you know, he pops up right away, and he's he's a big proponent of using modified um, uh, 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 citrus pectin, and modified citrus pectin is supposed to be. Uh, a galactin three antagonist. Um, there's some tests. I, I don't know if they do the tests on every single batch. So I use that supposed to be. I'm not like downplaying it or anything like that. But um, and it has to be modified. Uh, modified citrus pectin is is a fermented version of citrus pectin. You can buy ten pound bags of citrus pectin for like six dollars on the web. It doesn't work. It's not. It's not in the smallest possible. Um, size for the body to utilize this way. I just wanted to mention that before people start buying tons of yeah. citrus pectin. But l- let's look at this from a higher level. Let's look at, you know, so take uh, again, it all starts with the theory, right? At least, um, so let's take this at a higher level when, we, when we're looking at Lyme disease. Lyme disease is, we, I think, believe that this, that bacterium just never leaves, it just stays latent in the system and constantly pokes and irritates. And, and it's that same sort of persistence that I think we're seeing with long COVID, which is why there's such an overlap between what we see in Lyme disease and long COVID. Hmm. Interesting. Do, do you see? And, and there's, there's research out there where they're looking at MECFS, they're looking at Lyme disease, and they're looking at long COVID because all the symptoms – are very, they're almost identical. They're, they're hard to tell until you get, until you actually do the blood work and, and look at it on a granular level. Um, and I think the people that have done uh, that uh, work is uh, Dr. Bruce Patterson. Um, he's, you know, he's very big into looking at the, the differences between um, Lyme disease, MECFS, and long COVID, for example. Interesting. So, um, Citrus pectin is a type of, of soluble fiber. Am I correct on that, or am I wrong? Hey, if you ever tried to mix that stuff, it doesn't seem very. So maybe, soluble it, so maybe it's insoluble. Okay, so maybe, but it, but is a, is it, it is a form of digestion resistant carbohydrate, is it not? It's a fiber, right? I don't, I don't know enough to answer okay. that. So I'm okay, pass. okay. With that being said, carbohydrate drugs are coming from. Food sources, correct? Could you? Couldn't you? What, what I'm getting at is, couldn't you just make uh, a single product that 
addresses all of the Galactans and people could take it as a prophylaxis? Probably not. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. Um, we still haven't figured out how to get it from here through the, through the, you know, the gut. Um, we believe that there's some bioavailability um, with our latest compound, but we don't, we really don't know the answer. So the truth is we don't, don't have the money to figure out these G whiz type questions. Right. And right. if we did have the money, we'd probably spend it more on, you know, getting therapies versus the G whiz nice to know stuff. Um, so, the, the main way that you'll get a galactin antagonist is through intravenous mm. because then you don't have to worry about the bioavailability. It goes straight to what it's supposed to do. We know the galactin serum levels are high um, and, and blocking it's probably going to have a, a positive effect. Are these big molecular weight, uh, these, these proteins, the, the galactin antagonists, are they large it, molecular that, weight? That is our special secret sauce. So I'm going to say yes, they are, but I'm not going to get into uh, what what they are. The only reason I ask that is because you know intravenous uh, people have become custom, uh, comfortable with injecting growth hormone, insulin, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of emerging delivery systems, you know, that are making transdermal. Um, vehicles deliver much larger molecules than we ever thought possible. Well, you know, Carl, our our uh, prolectin M, it's thought to be absorbed through the mucosal in membrane the, in the buckle. Wow. Yeah. 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 The buckle. Sorry, <laughs> I mispronounce yeah. it. But the buckle membrane in your nasal pharyngeal area. Right. I mean, that's what we believe. You know, that we believe it it gets through there, which is why we had such great uh, results. Interesting. Should we should we tell people what we did or Yeah, no, no go yeah, go for it. What well, and then yeah, so, well, let, let's answer Katrina's question first and then I'll let you have the rain. How sure. does someone get tested for various galactins? Will your doctor test for that? Or are they too far behind? No, I think you can I think you can get a test. I I know some people that have, have said, Hey Mike, you know, I got cancer and you know, I I'd say the first thing that you want to do is hey, get facts, find out if you have high galactin three serum and they've done that and they, they have gotten a test. I think LabCorp does a test um, because we know it's FDA. The, the uh, galactin three test is FDA approved um, for heart failure. So we, we know it exists. There's a test yeah. kit for it. Yeah. And then at least you can know whether or not Keytruda or whatever they're going to give you is actually going to work. Remember, this is, I'm not giving medical advice. No, to I know, I, I am. I don't, I'm not a doctor. They can't take yeah, anything away yeah. from me. I'm just, you know, I'm just a misinformer. That's all. But um, yeah, I, I think, I, I really don't think that would be a stupid idea is to, is to get the facts and find out, um, if you have high, uh, galactin three serum, um, in your, or it's, it's actually staining of the tumor. So they can stain the tumors for galactin three, like they did in that study. Um, and, uh, and you can you can see, but uh, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence on cancer. But, so let tell them um, tell them the story that you want to tell them that what you guys have done at your company. When I asked you about the uh, multi, you know, transdermal and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would. What I was getting into is is our uh, clinical trial results. So we did uh, we we had a clinical trial. Um, it was it was very impactful. Um, 
we eliminated, and I want to repeat this, we eliminated SARS-CoV-2 in seven days, 100% elimination. But that means nothing unless I give you the control. The control was 6%. And the truth is about that control number, man, it was right on, it was rounding error to be, to be perfectly candid. So that's in seven days, but that's not the real story. The real story is uh, when we look at uh, our three-day data, 88% of the people were SARS-CoV negative in three days. So what that means, SARS-CoV negative, PCR negative, that means doing the, the nasal PCR test. That is, that is the definitive, hey, are you infectious or not, right? That's what, that's what everyone, uh, that's, our, that's a metric that we use. So we, do, we get 83% of the people are SARS-CoV negative in three days. Now, let's take a look at uh, uh, Paxlovid, for example. Paxlovid, in real-world studies, they uh, get 30% of the people PCR negative by day 20. You want to be sick, spreading this disease to your loved ones for three days or 20-plus days. I say 20-plus because that was 30% versus 88%. It's really not a fair comparison. Right. Right? Right. Right. Um, and then do you have a those people that take Paxlovid, there's the numbers are still coming in. One in five get long COVID, for example. So now what do you think? We don't know the answer to this, but you can you can just guess what happens to people that get over it in three days, for example. Do you think that they're going to be at higher or lower risk for long COVID? <laughs> there's no long COVID. Well, in that, that, that's what that's what I'm saying. There, <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. The, the disease hasn't had a chance to really lock its, you know, lock into your body and get into those virus, get into those reservoirs that, 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 that never end and never cease to end spitting out the virus. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're, we're very hopeful. We can't wait to get to that phase three. But all this that I'm doing, all this G with stuff takes money and you know, that's, you know, that's probably our biggest challenge right now is, is that we don't want, we're, we're, we're hoping to, you know, uh, get, get some money in the doors so that this science doesn't get left in the dust. Right. Because this science, it's going to come out there. We're going to have a breakthrough. It's going to happen. And, and, and truth is, I think our, our SARS-CoV-2, um, um, medicine, um, that you know, it's it's not it's not approved by any stretch of the imagination, so I shouldn't call it that. Our SARS-CoV-2 experimental uh, drug, um, when that comes to light, we think there's going to be a lot of things out there. Um, like one of the things that I'll, I'll, I'll break here for you is we've done some in vitro type studies on RSV. Is that a small little problem that we heard of this year? Well, yeah. they, they wanted you to be afraid of it. That's for sure. They wanted you yeah. to be scared of it. Yeah. So there's there's RSV and then there's influenza. I mean, how long have we had influenza out there for a while, huh? Okay, so we did in vitro tests to see if there's any activity. What do you think the answer is? Yes. Thank you. So Thank are, you. are you targeting for all these things? Are you targeting exclusively 
a G three or or, or with I mean like with COVID, you you targeted G three with that one as well. Um, we only did a test on on G three. Is that the right target? God, I got it, but at, still, those are remarkable results. Maybe there is a better target. Who knows? But I'm saying, yeah, this the look- thing is, the thing is, what uh, I'll, I'll, you know, again, we only tested for galactin three. Could this be theoretically another type of you know a multi galactin antagonist? It probably is. I haven't tested yet, so I'm not gonna you know go on the fringe and say that. Right. But it probably is a multi galactin antagonist, and our other molecule, prolectin I. We also have an intravenous one. It's probably a multiple galactin antagonist. We mm. haven't tested it at all, right. so I, I don't. I, I can't say that yet. Okay. But we did in NMR technology with NMR resonance technology, nuclear magnetic resonance imaging. We verified that our molecule, prolectin M and prolectin, I think prolectin M, it bound to the spike protein. It, or not bound to spike prone, it bound to the galactin uh, 3. So we know that it's a galactin antagonist. Right. Okay. Not 99%, 100%. We have a couple questions lining up, and I have a, one uh, final question that we can ask. Uh, we're going to take our last commercial break. Stay with us, and we'll tell you about how, if you are an accredited investor, uh, how you can reach the company to let them know uh, if you have, are interested in learning more about the opportunity, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Carl Lenore, host of the longest running health, fitness, and anti-aging podcast in the world, Superhuman Radio. For 17 years, I've heard promises of devices and gadgets that could Eliminate chronic pain. I live with chronic pain. For two decades, I was a power lifter, and my lumbar spine shows all the signs of abuse. And so I live with sciatic nerve pain. It varies from just annoying to debilitating. The other thing is I love to ride my motorcycle. I ride it every day if I can. And obviously, my motorcycle doesn't treat my lumbar spine good. I got the Kylo patch and I promised to give it a try, but I got to be honest with you. I thought it was bullshit, but I did what I was instructed. Find the right spot over the pain. You'll feel the pain start to go away. Leave it there and go about your business. And I did that. And that day I got on my motorcycle and I rode for about three hours. It was a Saturday. Well, I came home that day, got off my bike and had no back pain. That's rare. In fact, in fact, it's impossible. And I spent the rest of the day wearing the Kylo patch and I did not experience any sciatic nerve pain, which is ridiculous because after riding for three hours in a row, I always get pain in my back. So I gave it a try the next day. I got up in the morning. I had some sciatic nerve pain. I put it over the area where the pain was emanating from right above my right glute muscle. And in seconds, the pain was gone. I thought this can't be. How can this be? And I think that's what most people think when they see Kylo. They think, how could that be? Well, the technology is legit. And I can tell you right now, if you give Kylo a try, you'll find that you don't have to live with chronic pain. Check it out. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash go Kylo. That's G-O-K-A-I-L-O. 
Use code SHR30 for 30%. Remember those rectangular toaster pastries you used to love when you were a kid? Well, Legendary Foods has just made them better. The new cake-style tasty pastry is like nothing you've ever had before. With 20 grams of high-quality protein and less than one gram of sugar, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use the code SHR10 to save save 10% off your purchase of tasty pastries. Now available in cookies and cream, red velvet cake, birthday cake, blueberry, strawberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot fudge sundae. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use code SHR10 today. There are lots of concerns about food supply today. That's why you need White Oak Pastures. White Oak Pastures will deliver food right to your doorstep. You don't even have to go out and be disappointed by shopping in grocery stores. The finest beef, pork, lamb, duck, and more can be found at White Oak Pastures. And now they even have seafood. And best of all, White Oak Pastures has a negative carbon footprint, which means that you don't have to feel guilty for eating your ribeye. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash white oak and use the code superhuman to save 15% off. Millions of people know that shrewd food is the smartest way to snack. Ever get that craving for crunchy snacks but don't want to eat all those empty carbs? Well, instead of puffed corn or wheat like most snacks, shrewd food puffs protein powder. This gives these crazy efficient macros. 2 grams of carbs, 14 grams of protein. That's as high as 67% protein and with only 90 calories. So knock out the carbs, but keep the amazing flavor and crunch you're looking for. Trude Food is now available at Walmart and Sprouts. Or go to shrnetwork.biz slash shrewdfood and use the code SHR25 for 25% off your order. Dogs should be powered by fat and protein, not carbs. That's why Visionary Pet makes low-carb, ketogenic dog food for dogs of all breeds and life stages. From kibble to freeze-dried and even low-carb treats, All Visionary Pet recipes are very low-carb, ketogenic, and made with 100% real meat protein. Shop now and use code SHR for 20% off your first order today. Your dog deserves the lifelong benefits of optimal nutrition. Make the switch to Visionary and see why smart dogs eat low-carb. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains finally meet. I have to go on the record and apologize for today's show. The production of today's show sucks. It's me. I'm exhausted. Uh, I haven't slept good in nights. Uh, I'm launching Gun Leash at the end of this month and still doing the podcast. And I produce my own podcast. I do everything myself. And I, I this is not uh, the way I want to be remembered. So I apologize in advance that today's show was so fragmented. I apologize to my guest uh, because... Um, I am only human. Remember that song? I am, and I'm feeling. I'm feeling the. I'm 64 years old, Michael, and I'm. I'm and I train every morning with heavy, heavy weights. Uh, I get to sleep early at night, but the past few nights I can't sleep. I have a lot on my mind, and of course, doing these shows is one of them. Uh, so I apologize to everybody if the show was uh, somewhat uh, difficult to listen to. But the information is is wonderful, and you have to pay attention to this because who knows. You're not going to hear this stuff from your doctor. He's not going to come out and say, hey, you know, let's look at uh, Galactin 3. <laughs> He's not. He's going to say, let's get you signed up for chemotherapy. And you've heard me say this before. Chemotherapy is like burning down the entire house to get a stain off the carpet. It's horrible. Most people, they have a five-year, they say uh, uh, 75% of chemotherapies is successful. Well, yeah, 75% of them either lived five years or more or died from something else, like 
says plantain destroys your kidneys. Radiation to the left breast in women who have breast cancer, they end up with heart problems. So don't be fooled by, oh, yeah, we have a great success rate with chemo. Yeah, you don't die from cancer, but you die from other things. So I just want to go on the record for saying that. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to take a, <clears throat> a pity, a pity party for myself. Anyway, let's finish up. Um, we have a question here. Let's see who it is. So <clears throat> I can't read that. Me and you, Thalot on Facebook says, what effects do galactin antagonists have on antibodies? Okay. Good question. Um, galactins, uh, you know, galactins don't have, I don't believe, any effect on antibodies because remember, we're talking about the galactins themselves. They specifically recognize the carbohydrates. They don't recognize antibodies. They don't do, they don't do anything to the antibodies. Um, perhaps maybe you were, you were, the question is regarding um, how our molecule would interfere with perhaps an antibody that's designed for SARS-CoV-2 is what I'm thinking, right? That's, that's where I think the genesis of the question is. I'm, um, I'm taking a leap. So um, when, you know what? I got my little, <laughs> I got my little visual aid. So this is SARS-CoV-2 right. or a cartoon version of it. So the antibody comes and attaches onto the tip, right? So what, what our molecule does is, is uh, it's called the galactin fold. We believe our molecule goes right into the galactin fold, which is on the side mm. of the spike protein. So, no, we don't think it interferes with the action of an actual antibody. Um, but that antibody is going to need the immune system to recognize it and uh, the, the way our molecule works is there's, you know, let, let me get this like sound bite out there so that people can, I can really just dumb down our approach. Okay. There were 10,000 um, plus clinical trials worldwide on SARS-CoV-2. 9,900, I'm saying this figuratively, 9,999 of them are all going after the same approach. They're trying to take the immune system. They're trying to squeeze more productivity out of it, make it work smarter, faster, harder to clear the virus. Their whole goal of the, of all the approaches are to clear the virus faster. What do we do? We come in through the buccal membrane, of course, buccal buccal membrane, rather. Um, we come in through there. We bind to the virus. Where do we bind? We bind on the side. We neutralize it. We prevent entry. That's the I, that's the difference, and that's the idea. And we do it how fast? Extremely fast. We're not waiting for a colonial expansion of the B cells and you know the T cells. We're not wait, We're not waiting for any of that. We do it right away. And as long as you keep doing it right away, what happens is this fire dies down in you, which is the which is the virus. And then your body's own immune system attacks it. I just gave you basically a little bit of idea of the mechanism of action mm -hmm. of how our drug works with that. So I hope you don't mind that little pivot. No, that was good. That, that was good. Question. That was very good. Um, do we have anything we've missed? I'm looking on my – I think we've covered everything. What about the long COVID? 
Um, we've had we've done shows on long COVID, and there's a okay. lot of different theories. Oh. But but obviously, if it works that fast, there is no long COVID. Even if you have long COVID and you take it once you've been diagnosed with long COVID, I would imagine this approach would probably clean it up pretty quickly. Do you have you have you given G three or other galactin antagonists? Well, what we, no, the the. Uh, what we are doing is we're going after the long COVID indication because long COVID does create lots of fibrosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top theories in long COVID, and I'll just cover this very quickly. It's number one is you have the viral persistence and then, or you have these viral fragments that are out there. Um, the second thing is tissue damage. The tissue damage is from the, the, the clots, the blockage, the break in break, basically the breakdown of the endothelial cells. Um, and, um, you know, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to look at where Tonavir, which is part of Paxil, I don't want you to look at what that does to endothelial cells. You'll be horrified. Which one? Um, what, you're talking about remdesivir or something else? No, no, no. I'm talking about Paxlovid. Oh, so oh. Paxlovid is Numitrelivir plus Ritonavir. Ritonavir, if you look at the side effects, it impacts it impacts these um, endothelial cells. So when you look at it, when you look at the NIH doing the biggest long COVID study on and, and using this medicine, you're just kind of doing one of these things. Well, so it's much. funny that all those drugs are, are, are coined the name, oh, no, death is near, like the remdesivir. And the, oh, remdesivir. Yeah, and, yes, I mean, they I all, they all like, oh, yeah, they, they seem not to be complementary to health. Let's put it that way. And that's probably part of the problem. You know, the pharmaceutical industry has gotten away too long for creating drugs that do a specific job but cause catastrophe and fallout around it. You know, it's like, okay, you 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 made the virus go away, yay, but all the people got heart attacks. Oh, but you made the virus go away. And that's kind of like, you know – We've allowed the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry way too long to have acceptable, uh, unwanted effects. Not side, cause, cause if a drug works, it has it. That's a side effect that it works. But we've accepted for too long, thanks to our politicians who are in big farmer's pocket. They, oh yeah, well, we, we, well, we, we cure the heart attack, but yeah, they're going to get cancer. But uh, that's a necessary, like, it's like the, the pharmaceutical industry looks at things like the lesser of two evils. Yeah, you're going to die, but you're not going to die from the disease we're treating you from. You know, and it's it's really isn't, sad. Isn't that kind of what happened with the vaccine that you know they're they're you know I mean the, same, the, va- same the vaccine. I, I don't want to I don't want to be a oh, conspiracy theorist. No, 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 no. I'm I'm going to say no. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist because that's what people are going to say. But the fact that um. First of all, the fact that this was pushed on the American people the way it was tells me there was more to it than saving lives. Uh, and, and as a result of that, we are actually seeing fallout from the vaccine. You can't deny that. This is, this is accurate. Other countries are releasing their data. Israel just released it a bunch of, Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world. They have like sure. 99% vaxxed and boosted. And now they're seeing the, 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 the the I just watched an auto, a, a show the other day uh, of the Knesset. They 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 like ready to fight because they're saying all of our people that we've hurt with this. It was a money making scheme. That's what it, it really was. I mean, look, these pharmaceutical companies have been called on the carpet 
tens of dozens of times and had to pay billions of dollars to the UK and other countries for scamming and scamming in the name of, of, of modern medicine. It's really sad. Uh, and so you, you have to make your own decisions today. The, the government isn't going to tell you the truth about anything. They're not telling the truth about this, this, um, this, uh, train that just caught on fire and just north of me. You know, they said, oh, it's a controlled burn. So now all of a sudden, people within a 10 mile radius, their chickens, their deer, everything's dying. Oh, it was a controlled, it was controlled. It's safe. It, it's okay. So when the government says something, are they being malicious? Are they being creepy and crooked? I don't know. Maybe they're just so incompetent. But regardless of what it is, neither one of those are qualities that somebody should be have that's running a country. And so, and you know, so you got to really be an advocate for yourself. If you don't think you should do something, then don't. You, you know what's best for you. Don't 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 turn everything over to somebody else. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's it. Hey, this is a fascinating discussion. I'm really excited to learn more about galactins. I want to put the um, website up again. If you are someone who's a certified investor, you invest and you'd like to learn more about this because investing in these kind of things has profound um, sociological benefits. When you know, sure you can invest in Apple, the next iPhone comes out, now your stock just went up. But this, these kind of investments actually save people's lives. And if there is a heaven, which personally I don't believe, I'm, I don't want to, you know, everybody knows that I'm, I'm not that guy. Um, but if there is, this is definitely a way in if you invest in a company like this and it works. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right, look, Michael, thanks for being here today. And sorry for all the uh, mishaps, really. No, it was a pleasure being your host. And uh, hopefully we'll be back. Yeah, definitely. All right, and we'll see everyone tomorrow. We have uh, an interview tomorrow um, with the folks at Newtopia about a couple of their new products, especially their sleep product they're having great success with. So if you have issues about sleep, uh, maybe you should check it out tomorrow. And we will see you then. Bye-bye.